one of the most common questions I receive from you guys is about imposter syndrome. I am always asked, do you feel like you're ever just faking it until you make it? And my answer is always, (laughs) yes. But there is also an aspect biblically that helps us to understand why our gifts are important and why we can live confidently and passionately in God's purpose for us without always struggling with imposter syndrome. And on today's episode, I am speaking with Stephanie Gass. Stephanie is the host of the Stephanie Gass Show podcast, where she helps women within their businesses and within their lives to pursue their callings with a kingdom mindset. And so on today's episode, we are going to be digging into the imposter syndrome, why it is a struggle for so many people, and how to battle that with understanding of the gospel. And so Stephanie gives very practical tips on overcoming this struggle and God's creation of you and the calling that he has on your life and how to live in obedience in that. If you enjoy this episode, you might also enjoy episode 47, She Didn't Do It Better, She Just Did It. Stephanie's heart is encouraging. She is articulate and well-spoken. She's just lovely all around. And so I'm excited for you all to finally get the podcast episode that you have been wanting and pray that it encourages you to chase the dreams and the goals that God has given you. Let's jump into today's conversation. We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is so common amongst women, a struggle that is so common and a question that I receive over and over and over again. And I do have an episode that if you all enjoy this episode of Stephanie, that's very similar. It's called, She Didn't Do It Better, She Just Did It. And kind of talking about pursuing the goals that we have, pursuing the gifts that God has given to us and not allowing fear or imposter syndrome to get in the way. So I'll do a little brief synopsis of what imposter syndrome is. And then Stephanie, I'm just excited to hear your heart and your perspective. So when I was writing about this, because it's something I struggle with often, I realized that for me, it's a place of coming to when I'm facing something I've not tried before, when I am pursuing a goal, when I am intimidated are the moments that the best things come out. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. But imposter syndrome is this crippling thought that I cannot possibly do well or triumph given the fact that I know that I am anxious and I am sinful and I am broken. And why would I be able to do these things? And it's a feeling of feeling like you don't belong. Um, And 70% of people experience this according to a review article published in the International Journal of Behavior. And it's basically saying, I've even succeeded in something, but I'm just waiting for someone to find out that I'm a fraud. Right. So can you talk about if you've ever felt this way in your business and kind of how you overcame that feeling? Yes, absolutely. You know, I have always been a hard worker and a go-getter and super self-motivated. I know you're the same way, Lindsay. And so I, I haven't had this crippling effect that so many people will talk about. They're like, I seem so stuck. Like I can't push forward. For me, it was more that I would push forward and I would go for it. And then I'd look up. Right. And I go, oh, my gosh, I'm here. Like all of a sudden I'm here and someone else is doing it better than me. And like that competitiveness, that ego, that, um, you know, all of those pieces of us that are of the world telling you that when you rise up, that's where your worthiness is, would creep into my heart. And then it would come out right there. So I started a podcast in 2018 after I had done the whole network marketing thing. That had crumbled under my feet. That had become Mm -hmm. a huge idol in my life. And then through that failure, quote and air quotes, that failure, that's where really God showed me my true identity, that it wasn't in money. It wasn't in recognition. It wasn't in success, that it was in him. And I was having such an internal struggle of who am I meant to serve and how am I meant to serve her? And I knew it was entrepreneurship and I knew it was conquering her fears, but I couldn't figure out the hows. So I was kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I kept praying, like, if you want me in this space, you're going to have to lead me because I'm so afraid of falling back into that idolatry of success. Mm -hmm. And so I had a dream in 2018 and God said, start a podcast. And I'm like, excuse me, what do you want me to talk about? (laughs) I don't even know. So I did. And I started with what I knew, which was helping these mompreneurs figure out how to grow an online business because I'd come out of network marketing. I was really successful in that industry. And there was this tugging in my heart, Lindsay, of like, but you have to tell them how to do it with me. You have to tell them how to be partnered with me and growing a kingdom business. It can't just be growing a business for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, I don't remember which episode it was, but I finally was like, I'm going to go ahead and bring faith into this podcast. And I just like ripped off the bandaid and I almost, I was like, I'm going to vomit the whole time. I was like, (laughs) everyone's going to quit listening. Like, who am I? Who am I? I don't know the Bible. I don't know theology. Like I'm not equipped for this. I'm not qualified to talk about you, God. And it was like floodgates from that very moment on Lindsay, when he was like, thank you for that obedience. I will give you the words. I will be with you. But that was the biggest one for me where I felt this huge fear creep up. And you mentioned all the ways that um, imposter syndrome manifests. But for me, it manifested as like fear of judgment, fear of judgment and fear yeah. that there, that because I didn't know every scripture in the Bible and because I didn't even, I hadn't even read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who am I? When you don't look up though, it's so much easier to push through that imposter syndrome. So that was the one of the biggest ones where I really faced a lot most recently. And then of course, since then, there's been so many little things that will creep in into my heart. And they're, they're just lies from the enemy, you know, yeah. telling you stay small. Don't push through. So that's one of the 
Have you found that it has been difficult for you with your close people? I think a lot of the time we seem to struggle the most with the people closest to us because they know the dirt. They know the nitty gritty. Um, And I always think back to the verse in the Bible that says, you will not be a prophet in your own town. And to know, you know, my family, my friends, they see me and we always joke because they're, they want nothing to do with like my world, my realm. They're so supportive and loving, but it wasn't always that way. And there was a lot of, I think, confusion about what I did and why I did it. And I had a hard time even talking to people. About, I still do. We were actually at a family event yesterday and Jesse started like being so sweet and bragging on me about something. Mm-hmm. And I was all, yeah, I mean, it's cool. And then I just walk away yeah. like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it with them because I still struggle with feeling like, you know, the real me, like you don't think I'm suited for this. You, even though they're supportive. So have you faced that with your inner circle as well? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And I think even more so with my immediate family, like even with Brad, my husband, cause I'm like, what does he think? Like, does he, you know, does he think I'm like faking it with my podcaster voice or like, what is he thinking about me? And then even does he listen to your podcast? He doesn't. No, Jesse doesn't listen to this. And I'm like, one day I was like, you should really listen. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe I, no, 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 don't listen. And so it's so much easier to show up in front of strangers because Mm -hmm. they don't know you. But you know what's so cool, Lindsay, is that we have the opportunity to allow the people closest to us to see a different side of us that allows us to become our most vulnerable selves. You know, if he did listen, which he will eventually, or even I have um, unbelievers in my immediate family, you know, and I'm like, man, if they're just curious and listen, like we can change hearts because it's harder to say the things we say on our podcasts and in our businesses than it is to someone face-to-face that we love and know so deeply and intimately, which is crazy, but it's just easier to show up to strangers. Behind a microphone. Behind a microphone. It's like, I'm safe over here. (laughs) I'm safe. So I don't, so as far as that is concerned, I still struggle with that too. And I think we just have to pray that God opens doors through our businesses and through our microphones and allows us to, I don't know, touch them through our vulnerabilities. So for me, one of the greatest struggles is the paralysis where I get really, really manic, get excited and I get all these ideas. And then I just want to jump in and like do all the things. And I still remember that before I did my first course, I ran into my husband's office And I was like, I just read the most amazing story from a woman who launched a course and like she saw massive success and changed lives and I want it and I need it and I'm going to do it. And he's like, all right. Well, it's like two in the morning. (laughs) That's what I'm so inspired. But I have moments of just fear because I cannot get myself to actually implement what I don't know and have not done before. But I know that that falls back to perfectionism and this desire to do it perfectly, black and white. I can't fail. And that comes back to kind of people pleasing and also appearance and comparison to other people. So how do you feel that perfectionism steals our joy and how does the gospel impact the desire to live perfectly? Yeah. Well, I think the desire to live perfectly is one of the greatest facades and one of the lies that the enemy plants early is this, just as you and I were talking about this, like this mask that we think we have to wear because everyone else around us seems so perfect that, Mm -hmm. oh, we need to be perfect too, or we need to figure out the hows, how to do something before we actually execute. But 
in order to grow our faith, we have to step out in action. Faith is nothing without action. And so we really have to step up and step out and recognize, number one, that perfection is a huge lie from the enemy. There is no such thing as perfection, right? Like the only perfect person that was ever here is Jesus. And so I think we have to look up and realize, you know what? No one is perfect. Everyone that seems perfect has a life behind that filter. They have a life behind that perfect Pinterest post. They have a mess too. They have a story. They have traumas. They have trials. And we are just the same as everyone else. Mm. Here's where I was freed from this, Lindsay. I was freed from perfection when I opened my mouth and said, here's every way I've failed. Here's every trial I've walked through. Here's when my business broke down and we had no money left and we borrowed money from my son's savings account to pay the bills. Here's when I was having anxiety attacks because I was drinking too much. Here's all of it. And I just threw all of it out on the table and I'm like, laid it at Jesus' feet. And I said, use it. Like, I'm done. Just use it. And so those of you thinking about that right now, what are those things you're penting inside of you? You're holding them in and you're clutching at those things thinking, but this will make, this will show my vulnerability. This is going to show people that I'm really a broken person. Mm -hmm. I think those are the things that you need to let go of and lay them and say, God, do you want me to talk about these things? Because so often our calling work is wrapped up in the hard stuff that we're so embarrassed of. And Matthew 19, 26 came to mind for this, which was with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible, including you showing up in your mess, talking about it. And when it comes to light, it will have no more power over you. That's when I was freed. It is the most, I love that, Stephanie. It is the most freeing thing in the world because it's that those things that you're trying to protect, you know, like if this came out, but don't we see that with large influencers or just even people in the public eye, everyone falls short of the glory of God. But a lot of the time it's the people who try to keep things a secret that have the largest downfall, I guess I would say. But the people who say, you know what? I own up to this. I totally messed up. I did this five years ago and I don't have shame because of who Christ is in me. And that my motto always is you're more than your mess because in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Second Corinthians 5, 17. And when we live in that and we say, here's everything out on a platter, I am going to put it out there. And while it might not be the most comfortable thing, it allows me to step back and see ministry from a completely different perspective and business because you're here to say, I have nothing to, like my life is a glass and I have nothing to hide. And so let's all do this together. And then what does that do for the women on the other end and the men? They are so thankful and they are freed to hear that they're not the only one who is in the mess. So I think so much of that, the pursuit of our dreams goes back to looking at the kingdom and saying, God, you know what? You have given me these gifts. You have given me this passion and I want to pursue it. And so God has prepared a lot of good works for us, whether we feel up to them or not, whether sometimes we want to do it, it's scary, it's intimidating. So what would you encourage a person who knows what their gift is, but has not pursued their calling because they feel like they're an imposter? Yeah. I think the first thing that I would encourage you to to think about and to pray over is that each and every one of us, I believe we have been given these gifts. We have spiritual gifts. We have vocational gifts. We have things that we're naturally good at and the enemy wants to use them for his glory. Right. 
but God wants to use them for his good. So we have to find the fine line. We have to find that line of like, okay, I'm going to grow into my giftings, but I'm going to use them for God's glory. And I think imposter syndrome comes in when you're thinking of it through a lens of let me use this for my glory, right? Oh man, I wish I could be, you know, a blogger, but how will it work? And what will people think of me? And what will I sell? And how will I make money? And how is it going to work? Well, it's not actually about you. When you recognize that, that you can use your gifts for God's glory, the pressure falls off and you go, you know what? Cool. God, I am, I want to go from call to chosen, but you have to equip me. Use my voice for you. Use my words for you. I don't know if you're over there thinking, wow, I would love to, you know, start that. Like, I want that course. I want to do a cooking course for busy working moms. Well, mama, get going because there's someone over there that's like, I am struggling with this. And the how-to will also keep you really stuck. But the how is the easiest thing in the world, ladies. Like it is the easiest thing in the world to let go and let God, like he goes before you. He knows what you need to accomplish that thing. He's going to figure it out. There's so many times I've been super overwhelmed with something and I just close my eyes. I'm like, Holy Spirit, come. I don't know the how, but if you want me to do this, you're going to have to figure this out for me because it feels too big. It feels too big. So that's the first part. The second part is that I want you to envision this. All of us, daughters of the king, we're holding a puzzle piece. You've got it in your hand right now. Some of you have it in your hand. Some of you still have it in your heart. You got to untuck it from your heart, put it in your hand and say, here we go. I'm going to move forward in placing my puzzle piece in this huge jigsaw puzzle of all of God's daughters. Mm -hmm. And we're all holding a piece. That's why it's so important that we come together, that we're not polarizing each other. We're not comparing with each other. We're not judging, but we're saying, what piece are you holding? And it's okay if your piece looks like my piece. And it's okay if my piece is a corner and your piece is a middle because they all matter. We all come together and we put our one puzzle piece together to create this perfect, beautiful puzzle of what God is trying to do here. But if you're over there afraid to rise into your authority, whatever it is, maybe you're called to be the stay-at-home mama who's raising these kingdom babies, that's a puzzle piece and you've got to do it. And maybe you're over there going, I should start the blog. Girl, that's your puzzle piece. You've got to do it. Maybe you're saying, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a writer. Man, I wish I could just do that one thing. It's not I wish, it's when. You are already equipped. You're already equipped. And Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's going to be hard. I'll just tell you right now. Everything Lindsay has built has been probably excruciatingly difficult at times. You know, it feels fun when we finally like, Get, get there. clarity and we, when we get there, but I will tell you, like I've been nine years a full-time entrepreneur. There has been so many tears. There have been so many moments of, should I just quit? Should I give up? But I am holding this puzzle piece. And if God's gifted that to me, the least that I can do is show up in obedience for him and let him lay that path before me. So use your gifts for God's glory. That way the pressure is gone. Number two, recognize that you are a puzzle piece in God's master plan. And number three, you have a responsibility to figure out what your calling is, right? Because I believe all of our callings, our giftings are to be used to glorify God with our gifts. That's all of our purposes. And so we've got to do it. We can't grow weary. We have to keep showing up, even in the I don't know how. A lie that you may believe far too often, especially as a woman, is that you have to choose between your family and your dreams. But the Proverbs 31 woman defies that stereotype. She was both a mother and a businesswoman. 
She worked hard for her family and used the giftings that God had given her to provide for her home. She had both ambition and faith, and she was honored. Friends, if you have a gift, use it to make God's name known. Share your story, share your passions, share your life. I have spent the past five years relentlessly studying and implementing all things marketing, blogging, entrepreneurship, small business, and podcasting, while also being a stay-at-home mama of two boys. Now, with over 6 million blog readers, over 600,000 total podcast downloads, and tens of thousands of social media followers, I'm able to make an income for my family. I feel so passionate about this business and helping others to pursue those dreams, and I want to share everything I've learned with you, whether you're a mom of five or a college student. Do you want to be a travel blogger? Would you love to share your voice and launch a podcast? I can help you. I'm so excited to be offering one-on-one personalized business coaching for anyone with a dream to share their story, create a ministry, or build a platform. During our two and a half hour coaching session, I'll customize everything specifically for you by looking over your website and social media to give honest and helpful feedback that will help you grow. I'll teach you how to use Pinterest to make money even if you don't have any followers because if you're not using it yet, you're really missing out. And we'll talk all things Instagram, Facebook, branding, monetization, all in simple to understand terms. I will provide you with two free customizable media kits, a list of my 20 influencer websites that you can join right away to start collaborating with small and large brands, exclusive group board invites on Pinterest, and Facebook group invites to help get more eyes on your business right away. I always say she didn't do it better. She just did it. What is that one thing that you have always wanted to do, but you've never done? You will never succeed if you don't ever try, but you have a great chance at succeeding if you at least try. You don't ever want to live in regret. So if you are interested in this personalized coaching, just email livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in this coaching and hearing about how I can help you specifically, I'll talk to you soon. I love that puzzle piece idea and I will use that <laughs> in my in my own processing. But as you touched on, even as we were saying, like once you get to a certain point, and I'm sure you can relate to this, I don't ever feel like I've I've achieved it. You know, like I don't ever feel like I've gotten there. Still, just for anyone who's just starting, like I've been in this for six years now, and I feel like I still have so much to learn. There are so many things I want to do that I've not done yet or that I'm intimidated to do. And in those moments for me, it comes to a place of saying, I exist because God created me. And when God creates, he doesn't do it half-heartedly. He thinks about the details. We look at the sparrows and the lilies. He looks at every single detail and he cares about those things. And we are his handiwork. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And to all of our listeners, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he brought us to life in his love. And so that means that we have a God-given right to be here. We have a God-given right to pursue the gifts that he's given us and to live by the spirit and in obedience, like Stephanie's saying, so that we are pursuing what he has called us to. Your potential ministry business could bring thousands of women to Christ, but you have no idea. And for me, sitting on a couch covered in spit up six years ago and just being like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like a human being and I need something for myself. 
I never would have envisioned that God would make it what it is now, but I still don't feel like I've gotten there. So if you're struggling with that feeling, just know no matter how long you're in it, it is still a struggle. But I want to share this verse, um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So just knowing that God has prepared those works for you, whether you feel like you're up to it, you don't have to be life-changing. And in my coaching I do something at the end that is like the most important part to me where I share, it's just a slideshow of numbers versus faces. So when you see 100 likes in the picture, you see 100 people in the room and then 500 likes, 500 people in the room. And I always really reiterate, it is not about the numbers as competitive as it may feel sometimes. I actually love that Instagram took the like option off of it because it's freeing, right? Yes. But to know like there are faces behind these numbers, there are real lives behind these numbers. So don't get caught up in the numbers. Allow your heart to be focused on the people and on the hearts. And so I guess in closing, I would ask you, Stephanie, how do you keep your mind in the right place when you do get that competitive spirit, when you do feel like you're going to fail or you feel fear? Where do you sit in your mind and in your quiet time to get refocused? I start with inventorying that emotion, okay? Because we have to recognize limiting beliefs for what they are limiting, (laughs) you know? Like when I feel this, that competitive spirit come back, I'm like, God, what is that? Excuse me, what is that? And I will push myself right in that moment to pray for that person I'm feeling those feelings towards. And often Holy Spirit comes right back and points a big finger at me. I'm like, cool okay, got it. Like, this is my weakness in this moment. And I'm feeling what, why am I feeling this? So I'm inventorying. That's the first thing that I would encourage all of you to do. The second thing I would encourage all of you to do, and this is what I personally do, is that I then look at the triggers. So is there something consistently that's coming up that's making you feel this way? Is it in one area of your life that you're constantly feeling this imposter syndrome or this uh, analysis paralysis creep up? And I think for me in that one area, you can take a look at why, because everything's rooted. Everything is rooted, whether it's good, bad, evil, whatnot. It's something from your past. It's a lie that's been spoken over you. So you have to think about why do I keep coming back to this thing? And for me, I recognize that I am dealing with achievement-based love. Hmm. When I achieve, that is when I am loved, right? And everything, you know, you can find a root for that, I promise you. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not even something that anyone meant to do to you. It's just something that along the way crept in subconsciously, put a little seed in your heart and you haven't brought it to light yet. Remember the bring it to light, talk about it, bring it to God, bring it out to someone else, talk about it. Sometimes we do need therapy and that is okay. Journal over Mm -hmm. it. And so when I find the trigger, I find the root, okay? And then the third thing, this one always helps me. You can only compare yourself to yourself, right? You can only compare yourself to yourself because everyone's journey is different. Everyone's book is a different length. Everyone has a different cover and different chapters. And, you know, Lindsay's been doing this for six years. I've been doing this for nine. Some of you maybe been doing this for two decades. Maybe you're just starting. It doesn't matter because all you can do is look at your own journey. And to Lindsay's point too, when you said, Lindsay, I have so much more to do and there's all of these things that I'm afraid. Well, remember, 
God goes before you and he goes before all of you and he knows when you are ready and he is harvesting you. He is working on you. He is doing good works with you, beside you. And when you're ready, you will know without a shadow of a doubt, I am ready. I am ready. I can't even calm the spirit inside of me that's telling me it's time. Go, go, go. So if you're feeling that that tug, like, but am I ready? There's a difference between maybe you actually aren't ready and Holy yeah. Spirit is preparing your heart. Cause that's me, right? I'm like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> do it. Versus wait, yeah. rest, trust, and be still. And I will pray. I'm like, God, if, if this is really what you want for me, open that door and shove me through it. And if it is not slam it in my face and being willing to take that, take that door, however it comes closed or open. The fourth thing is I renew my mind daily. Like, I know that people are always like, just renew your mind. It's fine. No, but literally you have to. The seeds coming in through your eye gates are literally planting themselves in your heart. They're either changing your, softening your heart or hardening your heart. So what type of seeds are you planting in your heart? And I can either get on Instagram when I wake up in the morning and look at all the people who are farther than me, all the people doing better than me, all the, I wish I could look like her. I wish my marriage was like this person. Or I can put all that down and lay it down and start with my Bible and say, Holy Spirit, come this morning, bring me into these pages, bring this to life, plant new seeds of belief in my heart. And then the fifth one, the fifth tip here is to keep trying. Okay. You will have failure. You will have opposition. You are going to get the haterade at some point. Okay. (laughs) It's like, keep pushing, keep believing, keep showing up for the dreams that are in your heart. Because you were created on purpose with a purpose, and it is your responsibility, your destiny to keep showing up for his glory. That encourages my heart. I'm all just come preach to me today. (laughs) (laughs) I will soak it in. And all of y'all, if you have not heard episode 18, The Remedy for Jealousy in Comparison with Quinn Kelly, there is a prayer in that podcast episode that has absolutely changed my life. And it's kind of going back to what you're talking about, Stephanie, and praying for the people that we're competing against and wishing good things for those people to rejoice with them when they rejoice allows us to soften our hearts as well. So I'm so thankful to have you here. I'm so thankful we finally made it happen and we're just honored. So to our listeners, I just want to remind you, you are created and you are saved to do good work. That is God's antidote to your imposter syndrome. You were created. That is your purpose. And so this means that when you show up for work, when you show up with confidence in your gifts and your abilities and skills, you're not showing up with the confidence within yourself, but in God's ability to do that work through you and know that you're empowered by his spirit to make that good work because that is what he has created you for. So no matter if you're at home, like Stephanie said, or you're writing a very important email, or you have a new opportunity that has come your way, if God has willed for you to do that, he will work through that in you and allow you the capability, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the energy to do those things. And so just leaning into what gifts he has given you, and I'm fighting this good fight right alongside you Uh because it is a battle. So Stephanie, thank you so much. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you, all the cool things about you and what you do? Yeah. So you guys can come hang out with me on my podcast, The Stephanie Gash Show. 
And over there, it is for the, you know, faith-led woman who's really trying to tap into her calling work to make it into a business. And what I teach you guys is basically Lindsay and my business model, how you create a podcast and then how you create a course and monetize it that way. So that's what I do over on the show. You can go to stephaniegass.com. I have a free workshop, which is four steps to clarifying your calling. If you're really trying to figure out what God has in store for your life, I have that free workshop for you over there and Instagram at Stephanie Gass and it's Stephanie with an F and my last name is G-A-S-S. Come say hi and let us know if you liked the episode, if it touched you or triggered you in some way. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Always make sure to tag us and let us know, you guys. I love to hear your feedback and what you thought of the episode. And of course, you always tell me when you love the guests and that you go along and follow along with them. So do follow along with Stephanie. Her content is encouraging and it will bless your heart as you hear on the episode. So we love you all and we will talk to you next Monday. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to share the love. The simple act of taking a screenshot of this episode and tagging the Living Easy podcast makes such a huge difference in my little podcasting world. If you are blessed, challenged, or impacted by this conversation, someone else you know might be too. So please feel free to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. If you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or the podcast homepage on iTunes to give a quick rating and review. This makes a huge difference and helps in getting great guests for future interviews. Don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram for encouragement, devotionals, and practical advice on all the life and faith stuff. Love you guys.